Coming to you this Yeshiva week, winter vacation. It's us. It's Kiddush Club News for Jews, the podcast. We're back and we don't take breaks. And I hope people appreciate the sacrifice that we make staying home just to get episodes out. As if we stayed home for that reason, but yes. <laughs> but you know how they can show their support for what we're doing. Tell me. They can buy us a coffee. Ah, of course. And our listeners should know that we can only continue this if you guys support us. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash kiddish club and whatever's comfortable for you. And whatever you give, whatever you're comfortable with, it just helps us with the expenses, keeps the lights on, keeps the mics fresh and clean for you. And as if that's not enough of a reason, it is your birthday today. Okay. <laughs> you didn't need to bring that up, but yeah. But they should know. It's our producer's birthday, and if you want to show your appreciation, go on and buy us a coffee, or 10, or 50. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's the record, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the record is 50, and by the way, thank you to whoever that was, uh, but you know, you got to show your support if you want Kiddish Club to continue coming to you. Okay. Now, with that, I want to move on now, you know, with a lot of people traveling this week. And as you know, I'm not exactly the most comfortable flyer in the world. I've been known to have a little touch of anxiety. Yeah, to put it mildly. (laughs) So I was reading this amazing article and it was talking about how there was a study that was done where they gave a whole bunch of patients who were going into surgery. They gave half of them a uh, sedative, a drug to calm them down. And the other half, they listened to this song. And they found that the song was just as effective as the drug. You don't need the drug. You could just listen to the song. Wait, is it a song by Zusha? No. (laughs) No. Not a song by Zusha. The song is called Weightless by a group from the UK called Marconi. And uh, we actually want to play you about 30 seconds of it. So whatever you're doing right now, take a moment. Close your eyes. If you're driving. (laughs) If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. No, you can pull over though. Make sure you have earbuds in because I don't know if the car speakers are going to do the trick. Try to relax, but listen to this song or at least a piece of it and then see how you feel. Here it is. super chill right now no 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 to be honest i knew about this song did you i did um i don't know why i've known about this song i think like i've i've i don't know why i know it but as you know i'm a beacon of useless information (laughs) yes that is true but it's not something that you're gonna like listen to if you just want to relax like you need like an event horizon like if you are like experiencing severe anxiety or, or whatever. No, it doesn't have to be severe. Not whatever. If you're having any anxiety right. and you feel uncomfortable, you can put this song on and it will help. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I could imagine myself getting on the plane and, you know, that's for me a, a very anxiety prone 
point. You know, once I'm flying, once we're in the air and we're going and there's not too much turbulence, I can I can get chilled, you know, and I could actually find myself enjoying it. But, you know, takeoff, landing, th- those times are a little bit anxiety forming. Right, because those are when most of the incidents occur. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And also, like, I want to be on my way, you know, like, I, I don't like the, the, you know, the anticipation. Right. So I can imagine myself just listening to this and it, you know, helping. Yes, but not something you're going to just listen to stum. Right. Exactly. It's not entertaining. Right. Like, use it. Yeah. Right? It's. I think it's like an 11-minute song or 8-minute song. Yeah, it's an 8-minute song. And we're actually going to include the entire 8 minutes at the end of this episode. Right. So if you ever need it, right, just <laughs> don't bother looking up the song or giving Marconi the clicks. Just come to Kiddish Club. Exactly. And we're only doing this to get our listener count up. It's all <laughs> a game. We're gaming the system. <laughs> No, the truth of the matter is I hope we don't get sued for, for putting it on, but I, I mean, we're a news show and we're doing it for the sake of news. Exactly. Okay, let's move on. So I wanted to bring up a bunch of, you know, we've been getting some feedback, some really nice feedback from some of our listeners, and I wanted to address some of the things that were sent to us. I would like to thank those people, by the way. Yeah. Right? It's so nice. The email messages, the WhatsApp messages, uh, it, it's just people showing support most of the time. Most of the time it's support. Yeah, except when it's not. <laughs> right, right. This is true. <laughs> like, for example, when we when I said it was actually me that said that New Zealand was part of the United Kingdom and we got that flaming response, New Zealand is not part of the United Kingdom. So I apologize on the one hand. But on the other hand, I don't apologize. Why don't I apologize? Because New Zealand... While it's not part of the United Kingdom, it is part of the British Commonwealth. And every single member of parliament, before they could get sworn in, they have to swear fealty to the king, to King Charles. That's some medieval stuff right there. Yeah. Right? It's like, I'm, I'm, like I want to go from there to a joust. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, so like, ooh, you're not part of the UK, but you are <laughs> swearing fealty to the king. So do me a favor, but I apologize. There you have it. There, there it is. <laughs> wow. That's your version That's of an my, apology. Yes. Get Love used it. to it. This is what it looks and sounds <laughs> like. Okay. So also in a follow-up to a previous story. So, you know, I, I saw this and I thought it was interesting because like, you know, when you're in school, you learn about blood libels, right? And we learn, you know, the golem. We learn all, all throughout history, there've been blood libels against the Jews. And it's amazing that we live at a time where you can actually see a blood libel happening in real time. You could watch the evolution of a blood libel pretty amazing yeah so there's this guy and he's like a neo-nazi he's quasi famous he has like a podcast i'm not even gonna mention his name because i don't want people to google him and i don't want people to click on him anyway he took a picture he took a a a zoom in of one of the pictures that pertained to you remember the the tunnel that they found in the 770 yes we didn't give it too much time but Yes. yes okay so what he did was and by the way it's it's we know that it's just yeshiva bachrim yes right that make trouble Exactly. Right? Are you even a yeshiva if you don't have yeshiva guys that are making, you know, that are making headaches? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So he zoomed in on some of the sparum. So in the picture, and we're going to include this in the WhatsApp, you see some of the Bahram in the tunnel when they were trying to stop the police, and you see some sparum. He zoomed him to the sparum, and on the side of, of one of the on the side of one of the sparum, as we're used to, there's, you know, those ink marks blotches blotches it's like a design yes yes art scroll is famous for this like wait till this guy sees a set of art scrolls he's gonna have a heart attack exactly and then he writes blood-stained books found in the chabad labavitch jewish tunnels blood-stained books amaratsis amaratsis like so as jews we look at it and we laugh exactly but at the same time when you read the comments that people are saying and how they all automatically believe it it's scary 
yeah. and it's insane. Yeah. We don't have such great PR, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. But but the, the truth of the matter is, it's just amazing to me that in the digital age, in the information age, a simple Google search disproves this. Right. It's so ridiculous. And yet, you'll have millions of people who see it and say, yeah, you don't know what those Jews are doing in the tunnels with the blood of the Christian children. You know, all it's these the ridiculous people, things. I feel like it's the people that want to see bad. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there's two different types of people. You have Ayn Taiv where someone just wants to see good. So they'll notice good. And then you have people that when it comes to Jews, they want to see and negativity. The worst, yep. Right? So exactly. they don't even do the Google search. Like, oh, blood on a book. I'm sold. <laughs> exactly. And in related news, by the way, there was a protest in Manhattan over Shabbos by uh, also neo-Nazis that call themselves the Patriot Front. And so these guys are basically another group of neo-Nazis, major anti-Semites, um, they're also anti-immigrant, but they're major anti-Semites. And one thing that I thought that was funny, and we'll play, I'll play it for you here, and uh, we could actually talk over it. Somebody got a video of these guys. They walked to the World Trade Center, and in the World Trade Center, they were getting onto the subway, and these geniuses could not figure out how to use a Metro card. And here's the video. Because this is my first time seeing this video, and already, if I was in the station, I would be bugging out because, like, go. Just go already. No, but it gets worse. <laughs> they keep getting stopped at the gate. And the guy's giving instructions. You have to pull it out before you go. <laughs> but they want to leave their Metro card in. <laughs> They're like, I don't need this again. And there's a guy who's who's actually there helping people swipe. It's so ridiculous. You know, if you're not a New Yorker, you might not know how to swipe a Metro card. Oh, come on. <laughs> if <laughs> you have a credit card, you should know. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So so in case you were thinking that, you know, these anti-Semites were like the epitome of uh, intellectual society. No. Definitely not. Not really. Okay. Also from listeners, we uh, we were sent. So our last episode was all about sports. Well, a chunk of it was about sports. Okay. And uh, an eagle-eared listener. Eagle-eared? Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> they sent us a story about David Teeger. David Teeger is a captain of the cricket team of South Africa, and he's actually a from Jew. Oh. And he had expressed support for Israel, and not long after, South Africa removed him as captain of the cricket team. Well, not a surprise coming from South Africa. Who's taken Israel to the International oh, Criminal Court. Yeah. Exactly. They claim that they didn't do it because he's Jewish. They claim that they did it out of security concerns. We are interested in safety. <laughs> exactly. I don't think so, though. No. No. They're anti-Semites. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> They're anti-Semites. Okay. Let's move on. More feedback from listeners. We got this story about a Palestinian restaurant called Ayat. It's a, it seems to be a chain of Palestinian restaurants. And they got into a little bit of trouble because on their menu, you know how in the, on the menu, like for pasta, it will say a header and it will say like pasta, list the pasta dishes. And then it will say fish and it will list the fish dishes. So on their menu, instead of fish, the heading for the fish section is from the river to the sea. Ah, uh, I see what they did. So they're they saying from the river to the sea, here's our fish menu. Exactly. Uh, I don't love it. No, no. Especially if you're a Jew. So they want to make it up to the Jews. So they are hosting a free Shabbos dinner for Jews to show that they don't have anything against Jews. They just don't like, 
you know, Israel and Zionists. Wait a second. It's a kosher place? It's not a kosher place, but it seems that they're actually bringing in some sort of hashkacha. I don't know what hashkacha is going to be involved in this. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think it's the OU. You know, let's just say that. Like, who would take such a hashkacha job? Like, uh, Yoli, it's a trap. <laughs> it's definitely a trap. <laughs> I mean, I can see, like, just for saying from the river to the sea as a heading for your fish menu, like, I might go to that Shabbos dinner. It's not the worst. Okay, what about this on the menu? Why don't you read it? It's in Hebrew, in Arabic, and in English. Why don't you show, tell them what is written in big black letters on the menu? Oh, that's a game changer. Yeah, what it does says, it say? Down with the occupation. Exactly. You can't write down with the occupation and then make it up to me with Shabbos dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's more serious. You can see how that's more serious. Yes, 100%. 100%. And, and it bothers me that they think that they could just say anything they want and insult whoever they want and then just give some free food to some Jews and then everything's fine. What are we going to do? The Jews are upset. What, are, what, what should we do? <laughs> just make them some challah. Don't worry. <laughs> they love the food. I don't know if I should be offended by what you're saying or if I should be laughing. I'm sorry, you want falafel? We can make you that also? Oh, boy. So anyway, moving on. I mean, listen, Jews do love food. Okay. But it has a limit. Yes. There are limits to- There are limits to everything. Exactly. Okay. And in related news, now that we mentioned the OU, did you know that OU is, is they have a social media game? Did you know about that? I know they have an account. Well, they've been posting. They've been active. Tell me. Well, I saw this one and I was pretty surprised. So I'm going to bring up the video here. Oh, I saw that video because it's up on your screen. Um, and actually, I think we should introduce it. What do you think uh, about buying salmon, let's say, in a non-kosher fish store? It's raw and it's just lying there. Like what could possibly be the problem? Well, it's worth mentioning that you cannot buy fish. Generally, the, the rule is it has to have fins and scales. And if you're buying a whole fish, obviously it doesn't need hashkacha. You could go fishing yourself and right. as fins and scales. <laughs> right. So you could buy a whole salmon and that's totally mutter. The question is, when it's a piece of salmon, can you buy it without hashkacha? And here's what the OU said. People have wondered what is the story with buying salmon without hashkacha. OU policy is that yes, you're allowed to purchase salmon without kosher supervision, hashkacha, even if it's skinless fish. Reason for that is because there is no non-kosher fish which looks like a salmon. There are several kosher fish which are similar to salmon, for example, steelhead, arctic char, things that are in the salmon family, but nothing non-kosher looks like salmon. The one concern that you have to address is the knife, the board, the gloves, and other equipment that may have been used in handling the fish as well. I'm actually surprised that like, it's a yes. I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked because I thought that there's a gazera that you always, you can never buy fish from a non-Jew if you don't see the fins and scales. I feel like I'm very used to getting the nose. Yes. And that's why I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. But does this mean, like, we could just eat sushi now? No. Oh, you see, this is why it's all the nose. <laughs> we get nose because of people like you. Like, why can't you just stick to... Having this raw sushi from anywhere, like you can walk into a shop, right, and buy yourself a raw slab of salmon, right? And Ooh, make my own sushi. Exactly. No, you got to go to the next step. Oh, can I have can I have sushi in a non-kosher place? No. 
No. Okay, 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 bro. Uh, listen, you know me, and you know I would never eat anything without a hashkacha anyway. My True. water has to have a hashkacha. You oh, know calm that. down. But no, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty strict with this stuff. Okay, in related news, this was sent by Ezra. In Israel, they've now approved the cultured beef. We've actually covered these guys before. It's Aleph Farms. They make beef in a lab. It's lab-grown beef, and it's now been approved for sale in Israel. I have seen this come up lately, and I just wasn't sure what what's going on. So you're telling me that that it's for sale? No. Yes, it's 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 been approved for sale. I don't think it's on the market, but it's been approved for sale. But that's not the best part. The best part is Rabbi Lau, who's the Ashkenaz chief rabbi, has said it's kosher, and he says it's parv. Whoa! Game changer. No, total game changer. Crazy, right? But the question, I I I cannot imagine that they're going to come to market with it being an actual parv meat so just to be clear this is made from from dna or from cells actually yes it's made from stem cells according to this article it's made from stem cells that they took from an embryo so i don't get why it's not averman achai or that's what somebody was asking me the other day like why isn't it averman achai like if which is by the way you can't take a limb or any part of an animal while it's still alive right. and and eat it that makes it unkosher if the rest of the animal is alive. It needs to be slaughtered ritually. Right. Well, the, the, the simple answer is, so take the stem cells from a slaughtered cow. Okay. A kosher slaughtered cow. I don't know if that affects the stem cells. Maybe right. We don't know if it's necessary. Yeah, we're not scientists. <laughs> we don't <laughs> <Or> rabbis. <laughs> Correct. We know very little is what we're trying to say. <laughs> and we thank you for continuing to tune in. <laughs> we don't know why. You do, but... <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be on the lookout for that. When that comes out, we are having a cheeseburger party. Absolutely live taste test. Major cheeseburger party. Okay, so now that we're in Israel, let's keep moving in Israel. So uh, I'm sure you heard about Hamas made an offer to Israel to release all hostages on condition that Israel pulls back all soldiers and gives them the Gaza and makes everything go back to the way it was before October 7th. And you have to wonder about the air in those tunnels. Yeah, like right? what exactly are they smoking in those exactly. tunnels? Exactly. Maybe they're drinking, by the way. But, no, but that's us, sir. You know? Right, right. That is, well, uh, well, yeah. It seems like they don't care at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And so Israel, for its part, there's word that Israel made a counteroffer where it's offering a two-month ceasefire in exchange for all the hostages. No word yet on what Hamas is going to do with that. It's such a tough thing to even propose because it's it's people's lives and and people's lives on both sides, right? right. It's like you have hostages that are there, but like why a two-month ceasefire? Maybe one month. Right. Maybe and, three months. Like right. these decisions are so high level. With that, so many repercussions. Right. I can't even imagine like being in these shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And speaking of which, on the plus side, on the world stage, the European Union has passed a resolution. And this resolution, yes, on the one hand, it's calling for a ceasefire. But on the other hand, this resolution says the ceasefire is dependent on Hamas completely surrendering and not being any more in the Gaza Strip. Well, Shkoyach, that's what we've been trying to do. Yes. But the beauty is, is that now you have a, a major world body who's basically saying exactly what Israel's saying. We just want Hamas out. We're not trying to kill the Palestinians. We want Hamas out. If Hamas goes out, give us the hostages, leave, we're, we're good. No more no more war. Yeah, I think that's what uh, logical, sane people want. Yes. And anyone who doesn't is probably an anti-Semite. Or a terrorist. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And uh, speaking of global bodies, the UN was in the news 
because there was a UN official who was asked. So the UN has, you know, countless people in the Gaza Strip. I think there's some crazy number, like 13,000 people. In the Gaza Strip, 13,000 UN personnel? Yeah, because, you know, you have UNRWA, you know, the UN Relief and Works Agency that Trump defunded. Remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The W is silent in UNRWA. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so they asked him, like, you know, how is it that out of all of these UN workers, nobody knew about the tunnels? There's hundreds of miles of tunnels. Here's what he had to say. Um, Regarding the Gaza tunnels that were discovered and how much larger they are than anticipated, I was just wondering, given the UN's big role in Gaza, UNRWA, the role it's played in humanitarian efforts, has there ever been any indication to the UN that tunnels, you know, tunnels are being built under the city? Not to us. I mean, uh, it seems to me that all this infrastructure were, was built uh, in a highly secretive way. I mean, it just I see it as a as, as an observer. So I mean, it's uh, to, to think that the UN had any uh, understanding of what was you know of uh, any information about those operations. I think is uh, is cl- no is clearly the answer. That's absolutely ridiculous, right? I mean, to to like bold-faced lie right to everybody's face. Somebody asks you, hey, you have 13,000 people. There's hundreds of miles of tunnels. Didn't you guys have any inkling that they were digging tunnels? In the 16 years that they've been doing it? Right. And he's just like, well, I might have heard some Arabic in the basement, but uh, I thought my son was watching Fauda. (laughs) I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. In other news coming out of Israel, so our friend Elon Levy was in the news. Uh, there was a report that said uh, Bibi's wife, Sarah Netanyahu, she's been trying to get him fired from his job. What? Why? Isn't that crazy? By the way, he is the best at what he does. Amazing. Amazing. He's so good. And supposedly because she saw that he had posted on social media and had been in support of like the protests against the judicial reforms of Bibi. Well, I think when he came in, he was transparent about it. And he said, listen, I have been against uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, but uh, it's time now to stand shoulder to shoulder. Like, it's not the time for internal politics. I'm ready to do the job. Like, he was upfront about it. Yes. And I cannot imagine anyone doing a better job than him. He's so well-spoken. He handles the media amazing. He's gone viral multiple times. Our clip with him went viral. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. And now, you know, a report came out from the Israeli government actually responded saying, no, he's not losing his job, but it seems he's going to be, his hours are going to be reduced. His media appearances are going to be cut back. That doesn't sound like the smart thing to do. And it also kind of sounds like the report was true in Sarah Netanyahu, <laughs> right? Kind of sounds like that was all true. Uh, this report, uh, not true. Uh, we just want him to take a small vacation, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, try uh, the front line in Gaza, <laughs> that's you know? That's bad. That's, that's not nice. They want him gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he's the best thing that has happened. He's amazing. He's amazing. Elon, we love you if you're listening. Uh, keep it up because you're doing great. Let's move to the States for a moment. Still with Israel, but now we're in the States because we must talk once again about our favorite senator. You know who? Oh, it's got to be John Fetterman. It's John Fetterman. Here's a video that we're going to include in the WhatsApp of John Fetterman walking through a pro-Hamas protest waving an Israeli flag. (laughs) He's taunting them with it. He's taunting them with the flag. (laughs) Can you believe this? 
And you know what the funny thing is? He's such a big dude that nobody messes with him. <laughs> yeah. It's like he doesn't even need security. He's trolling them. He's got the hoodie. He's got the basketball shorts. And no one would just like you don't start up with a man that size. No. No, and it's just amazing because, like, I cannot believe how far this man will go to be pro-Israel. It's just crazy. This has to be the absolute twist of the year. Yes. Seeing John Fetterman go from just... Assuming he was going to be, like, this extreme left progressive, like, with the AOCs and the Ilhan Omars, and totally breaking from them and being super pro-Israel like this. Yeah, it's wild. I, I will volunteer Fetterman campaign (laughs) i am hereby volunteering my time (laughs) to help you get him reelected when the time comes i'm here for you and um so he's as we've said he's a super pro semite uh someone who's been very controversial and that he's he's on both scales he's on the pro semite and on the anti-semite and that is none other than elon musk oh i knew this was coming okay because we need to set the record straight we set the record straight he's on both Scales. Great. But now, this week, he has gone to Auschwitz. Yes. Visited the camps with Ben Shapiro. Yes. Okay. And we're going to include a video of it in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, but he's got to be off any anti-Semite scale. Incorrect. I'm sorry. I can't agree with you. Incorrect. You're still putting him on an anti-Semite scale? What is wrong with you? What do people need to do to earn your approval? And how in the world did I get it? (laughs) (laughs) no okay he again once again i will say that the problem is is that he rubs elbows with with anti-semites okay but it has to be for some other reason it's not because they're anti-semites just because you have associations with people who happen to be also anti-semites that doesn't make you an anti-semite this man is doing everything he can in action and deed to put himself in the good graces of the Jewish community, and that's where he is in my eyes. There is no anti uh, there's no anti-Semitic vibe to this individual at all. Okay, so let's say I let's say I was a non-Jew and you met me and uh, and we were talking and I said, yeah, you know, I'm very pro-Israel. Everything's great. By the way, you should come with me. Farrakhan is speaking today. He's amazing. Such an amazing speaker. I love him. Uh, I would say okay. I ha- I am I w- w- would I belong on the anti-Semite scale at all? Yes or no? Okay, so my association with you, you might be an anti-Semite, but I don't become an anti-Semite because I'm associating with somebody that's going to a Farrakhan rally. That doesn't make, that doesn't shine a light on me. Okay, valid point. Valid point. You're saying right. And also, if you would. So I'll say this. Why don't we put it up to the listeners? Let's put a poll in the WhatsApp group and ask them if they think Musk should be on the anti-Semite scale at all. I'm going to predict that it's going to be a landslide in favor of Elon Musk being a pro-Semite, period. And guess what? No matter what you say, your Rebbe, Ben Shapiro, is is giving his wholehearted endorsement to this man by taking him and traveling with him and, and, and... Lighting candles. Whatever. He's busy with him a whole day. Yeah. So you have to, no matter what happens, you need to respect Ben Shapiro and say... You gotta abandon this Elon Musk anti-Semite spectrum. You have to abandon it. Okay, I'll I will see what the results of the poll. Forget what the poll is. I want to see what people think. Great, we'll do it. No problem. However, can you be Moskim that Ben Shapiro definitely thinks 
that Elon Musk is a pro-Semite. Yes, I am Musk. Okay, so do you not have any bittle das to your Rebbe Ben Shapiro? <laughs> That's a valid point. Okay, you got to do it. You have to annul your own thought process here and just go with those who are smarter. Okay, so let's move on to actual anti-Semites. How about that? Fine, but can you can, can, can I get an actual admission from you? You heard my apology at the, the beginning of this podcast. I don't apologize. <laughs> That's it? That's the best it. we're getting? It's the best you're getting. I don't know how I deal with this. <laughs> That's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, I forget. <laughs> Buy us a coffee. Okay, moving on to real anti-Semites. Actual anti-Semite Kanye West was in the news. Did you see that? Yes, I'm not sure which depiction you're going with. So it seems that Kanye has now installed on his teeth permanently a titanium, $850,000 titanium, uh, what do you call them? Grills? grills? Yeah. Th is that what it is? They're called grills. They don't even look good. They make him look like... An evil monster? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. non-human. Yeah. Once again, the anti-Semites are not exactly the highest on the... <laughs> Intellectual scale. You're right. But like I, the thing I don't get is like how do you eat with these things? You know, like did you ever bite tinfoil? No, did you? Yes, it's Why? a horrible experience. I don't know. You, you've never done it. Like biting metal is one of the worst sensations. But imagine everything you eat, you eating with metal choppers. Well, it's titanium, so it, it's like the top level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The oh, top well, level that, metal. That is fine. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. No, no, these are advertised to have absolutely no aftertaste. <laughs> and I think they're like uh, antimicrobial, right? Titanium. It has to be because it's in his mouth. And they're permanent. That's the crazy part. What, what, what is permanence when it comes to Kanye West? <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> like, like, like two weeks ago, he was apologizing in Hebrew. This week, he's back to his anti-Semitic ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's a real anti-Semite. So, okay, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the elections that are coming up big news is that ron DeSantis dropped out yeah i endorsed trump I, I it's funny to me how everybody who is dropping out is bending the knee bending the knee they're not dumb yeah and yeah. that's after trump i mean he really he hit DeSantis real de sanctimonious you know he was hitting <laughs> he him hard on. and you know what he does a complete 180 in a second in a second they're best friends i really love him <laughs> A lot of respect for him. Super nice guy, him and his wife, Casey. <laughs> All you have to do to get on his good side is praise Trump. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so basic that it's refreshing. It's, it's also funny that, you know, his enemies don't realize that all they need to do to control him is just praise him. That's the scary part about Trump. Interesting. Yeah. All you need to do is just, you know, flatter him and you'll get whatever you want. You want gun control? Just do it. <laughs> False flattery will get you everywhere. Exactly. So he, he well, you know, Nikki Haley is still in it, and the New Hampshire primaries are coming up. Uh, they're neck and neck in New Hampshire. And, you know, Trump got in trouble because, you know, he likes to have nicknames for everybody. Yes, but can I just stop you for a second? Like, I would hear if he had a problem with any of the other contenders that dropped out. I feel like Nikki Haley doesn't even have a chance against a Trump. What would you say to a ticket that has Trump Haley on it? Well, he already already said he's absolutely not picking her to be VP. Well, he's you know, already come out and said it. Wait, but you know, typical Trump style <laughs> would <true>. be <laughs> to just change his mind and say, I'm going with Haley. 
Really good. All she has to do when she loses is go, I actually always wanted to support Trump. I was just doing it because. Uh, yeah, like the rest of them, right? Exactly. Who saw Ramaswamy bending the knee? Yes, right. Not me. That's right. But he did. And Trump, that was right after Trump, the Trump campaign came out bashing Ramaswamy, saying he's a fake, don't trust him. One day later, Ramaswamy's a great guy. <laughs> Gotta love Ramaswamy. Um, so, you know, he likes to have nicknames for people. And so he's gotten in a little bit of trouble here. But, you know, Trump really can't get into trouble, right? Because there's nothing shocking. He can't do anything to shock you anymore. No, it's just that he doesn't care. Like, what are you going to do? Indict him again? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So he started calling Nikki Haley. So her given name, she's of Indian descent, right? We know that. Parents are Indian immigrants. Her her actual name is Nimarata Nikki Randhawa. I would not have guessed this, and I did not you know did it. You did not know this? Nope. This is really? news to me. This is why yes. I tune in. Yes, she is Indian, actually. And so her, her given name is Nimarada. So some people like to say, like, oh, you know, she's a cultural appropriation, and she's embarrassed of her, her lineage, and that's why she changed her name to Nikki, and it's not true. She was Nikki from when she was a little kid because Nikki actually means like little girl or something like that. So wait, wait, wait. You're talking about India, the country, not Native yes. American Indian. Yes. No, you're you're confusing her with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Pocahontas. Pocahontas. <laughs> right. So he started calling her Nimrata. Okay. So he started referring her as Nimrata. The yes. full name. Yes. So it's Nimrata, but he's been saying Nimrata. Then... Because he's Trump. Now, we don't know if he did this because maybe he's losing it a little bit or maybe he he's not losing anything. No, you don't. No. But, so no. he's been calling her now Nimbra, <laughs> which I guess is short for Nimrata. The whole thing is just to 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 be Mavaza. Like he's just yes. trying to, you know, belittle them. Like he's bringing out her culture and the very fact that it's un-American. I shouldn't right. say un-American, that it's not, not American. American. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. He's just trolling. So now he calls her Nimbra. Nimbra's not good. You know, like, it's crazy. Right. And then when she finally joins his ticket, it's going to be, it's a lovely name. <laughs> Always One of the most lovely names. I almost named my daughter Ivanka Nimbra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. So as promised, a lot of flying going on this week. Last week, we had the Alaska Air debacle. This week... You had the Atlas Air engine fire. Did you see that? Oh, it was like a fireball through the sky. Did yes, I see it? Yes, yes. We're going to include the video. There's not much to hear. We're going to include the video in the WhatsApp. And that was pretty crazy. But luckily, so the engine caught fire, but luckily they were able to make an emergency landing. Everybody was fine. There was only six people on board. It was actually a cargo plane. Really? Yes. And uh, I mean, no, nobody was injured. So that's good big news. blessing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And speaking of Alaska, by the way, Poon was in the news because he released some sort of declaration where he implied that Alaska, they, they're going to or they want to renege on the selling of Alaska to the United States and that Alaska is really part of Russia. Russia sold it to America in 1867 for $7.2 million. Mm. So he's trying to he's coming out implying that Alaska, like America, if you want to start trouble, we're going to take Alaska right back. If America makes trouble, we will take back everything. We will take back Borscht, and we will take back Alaska. <laughs> we will give you back Steven Seagal. Was make a toast. Look, Alaska, just like Siberia. <laughs> yeah, so big talk from Putin. Does he really believe any of this stuff? No, but he talks big. 
you know, and, and th that's how he is. He talks big. He's like a bully. He's like the Russian Trump. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> that's why they got along. Yeah. Right? Let's call they a spade a spade. Other. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's, be, let's be honest. Okay. Um, more in airline news. I'm sure you saw this one. This is already about a week old. A passenger flying from Mumbai to Bengaluru in India on an airline called SpiceJet. He went to use the toilet and he got trapped inside the toilet. They couldn't get the door open. On the plane? On the plane. And the crazy thing is, is that the flight crew, the, you know, they don't want him to panic. So they start, you excuse know. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm in the door. <laughs> excuse me. Can someone open the door, please? Please, I'm stuck in here. I can't imagine. No, it's 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 crazy. It's harrowing. It's my biggest fear come to life. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of your anxiety. Yes, yes. But what so did they, they do? They passed him this note under the door and it says, Sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not open. Do not panic. We are landing in few mins. So please close the commode lid and sit on it and secure yourself. As soon as the main door is open, engineer will come. Do not panic. I will be less one out of plane. <laughs> That's what I would say. Right, for sure. But it's got to be... Like, and like they were just trying to calm him down, like, you know, you know, like trying to, you know, secure yourself as best you can. How do you secure yourself in a, in a, in a bathroom? You just hold... They, don't they have handles on the side? Yeah, so that's what you're doing? <laughs> that's it. That's all. I was trying to hold the handles, but, but but plane was too bumpy. Was too bumpy, right? Toilet water splashed on me. <laughs> I need a refund for this flight, right? Okay, we have to do that again, right? Maybe lifetime supply, right? But not this airline on your competition. Because he's not. Why would he want to fly the same airline that locked no. him into the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, and then also in further crazy airline news, chaos erupted on a domestic flight traveling from Thailand's capital Bangkok to the southern province of Phuket after a live snake was discovered by passengers in an overhead bin. Now, this is not the same story that we covered once before. This is another live snake found on a plane. Snakes on a plane. You can't, you just can't get rid of it. Art, life imitating art. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> what did they do? Like, what do you do if you see a snake on a plane? Like, could you give us, like, it is Yeshiva week. What is your recommendation if someone <laughs> sees a snake on what a plane? You yeah, You can't go anywhere. You can't get away. You're trapped. You have to kill it if you can. How? <laughs> Are you volunteering? No, I would not. No, I, not me. But like, that's what it says. You, sh you have to just put your heel on its head. You know, I just have to say, if it was me on that plane, no amount of listening to Waitlist by Marconi Union is <laughs> going to help. <laughs> I need some serious sedatives. <laughs> no, but for real, they, like, what, what did they do in this situation? They released a statement and said, AirAsia crew were well-trained to handle an occurrence of this nature. <laughs> Relocated passengers from the era, area as a precautionary measure. So they go through these exercises. <laughs> they train. This is how they train. Okay, next exercise. Uh, snake on the brain. Like, how do, how do they go through it? Uh, I mean, like, is there protocols? Is there protocols for a reptile on the aircraft? And isn't that like really setting the bar low? Like you're expecting that there's going to be snakes on the plane? Well, you know what? It's about being prepared in any situation. <laughs> right. I should I should feel better. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. They've been trained to deal with a snake on a plane. That's the airline I want to fly. <laughs> okay. And speaking of Asia, we covered this man in the past. And we covered him in the past, but he's back. The man that's been nicknamed Uncle Chen. 
who ran the Chinese marathon. He's back and he's known, most well known for chain smoking while he runs this marathon. <laughs> and so this year, so that was last year, this year China updated the rules to make it illegal to smoke while you run the marathon. Uncle Chen cannot run the marathon this year. <laughs> I have to think, what in the world is he actually smoking? <laughs> That's a good question. Right? Like, That's a good question. Let's not outlaw smoking on a marathon, but let's do our due diligence in what is in those cigarettes. Whatever it is, it's working. It, yeah, right? it's giving him stamina. He, he keeps winning. So they, let me just tell you, by the way, the law that they put into effect, the rule that they put into effect is Article 2.12, which states, Uncivilized behavior from runners, such as open defecation, smoking, or trampling on flower beds or green spaces that affect the race and safety of other runners, will result in disqualification. Well, most of those are deal breakers, <laughs> especially <laughs> the first one. <laughs> that's a deal breaker, right? I can't run a marathon with a dude that's doing that. But I, but, but flower beds, <laughs> like, come on, can you just close one eye? <laughs> But you know what's crazy is we know that they made this because he was smoking last year and they wanted to exclude him, right? Were they having this problem with open defecation and so they had to create this rule? <laughs> you know what they had? They had, okay, what can we flower up this this uh, uh, regulation with? Right. Right? They so won't catch sure, us. <laughs> for sure. Like, we don't want it to look like we did this on purpose to, to single out Uncle Chen. So let's for sure start with, with open defecation. <laughs> That's a big no-no. And then what should we follow it with? You know, Asians are serious about their gardening. Trampling flower beds, that's going to be the one. Well, we'll keep track of Uncle Chen for you. And whatever does come out, we'll bring it to you right here on this podcast. And we thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to join the WhatsApp group. You can do that uh, either from the show notes or visit us at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Follow us on X, follow us on Instagram, and don't forget to support the cast by visiting Buy Us a Coffee, not Buy Us a Coffee, but buymeacoffee.com slash kiddishclub. Uh, show your support for the cast. And until next time, Kiddish Club out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.